Hi, this is Dirty Laundry and this is Anastasia and today we'll be talking to a friend about divorce and how it affects mental health and in general her relationship. So she will be staying anonymous so we'll put her down as Sarah today and Sarah, talk me through your life at home and your family life in general. Um, so, you know, life when I was a kid, mm. very normal, grew up Kind of in the countryside was all really fun. Mm. Um, one sibling, kind of a big family. Like, you know, dad has loads of siblings, mum has siblings. Um, but yeah, anyway, so they, my parents got divorced when I was about 10. Um, and it wasn't like shocking, but you know, it happened. You're a kid, so. Stuff not... happens. Exactly. <laughs> you know, what can you do? But um, yeah, I mean, family dynamic before it was just very normal like not much to complain about at all just normal yeah. countryside living yeah with exactly. like a family yeah. one boy one girl yeah kind of very stereotypical yeah and all very like stable you know like dad would go on work trips like always at the same school always the same friends um mum worked from home so it was just yeah normal yeah and then how did the divorce affect your family dynamic um i mean massively so it obviously happened when i was about 10 mm. um my brother's older than me so it hit him a lot harder than me i was kind of just you know happy going with the flow <laughs> moving house like new room to decorate <laughs> all that but the dynamic i mean because we were all very close but as a kid you kind of don't understand what was really going on mm. so it was quite easy to like hear one thing and then like you know because like say dad did something wrong it would be like oh my god dad's the baddie like yeah you know, we've got to stick with mum but um so for my brother it was like tough um and yeah he I don't he just didn't take it well I like I said didn't really I was just observing but the dynamic changed massively. Like, mum and dad wouldn't really communicate. And that was tough for us because, you know, it's not the kid's job. But, um, yeah, it changed it massively. Like, just definitely split the family. In half. Yeah. Yeah. And how would you say your mental health was, like, impacted at the time? At the time, like I said, it wasn't really. I think the hardest thing was, like... Um, because obviously you're so close with your siblings, but mm. you're also so close with your parents, but in like very different ways. So seeing my brother finding it difficult, I would like side with him, even though that, you know, there's no point of taking sides ever. But then, so I would kind of make my parents' life living hell too. Um, but I mean, my mental health, I don't know, at the time didn't impact me very much. <clears throat> and then yeah I don't really know from I mean what I can remember I don't remember much of it at all which I was actually thinking about recently and I was like why do I not remember very much because I was 11 like I probably should yeah but I remember my mum's told me that when we actually moved house like I don't really remember this but when we moved house I literally sat in my new room like you know nothing's in there it's not set up and I just sat on the bed and I was just sobbing and the removal men were just like moving stuff around us. <coughs> and 
bless them, they were apparently so lovely. They were like, we'll get everything in her room first. Like, because, you know, it's just so unsettling, I think, especially as a kid, because you don't really know what's going on. But, um, I don't, yeah, I don't really remember how I felt at the time. It was just fragile. Yeah. And I remember, I do remember being upset because, like, when my dad moved out, I was so upset that he was by himself. Yeah. Like, things like that. But, um, yeah, I don't remember it as a particularly bad time. Did you carry any of those like insecurities and worries about your father into later life? Um, insecurities in the sense that... Just worries, like worrying about your dad. Yeah, I mean, for sure, because he, he... I mean, he's a relationship guy. Whether those relationships last very long is another question. <laughs> but um, I always knew that he'd be able to find someone like he was he had loads of friends like he would be fine but I mean yeah I just I definitely worried about him living by himself um but that I mean he remarried and you know was happy so that like really took away that worry but I mean yeah it was just hard like you know we'd see him every other weekend I don't know but I don't know if I don't know if I have like insecurities about the whole thing but yeah I don't know yeah what would you call them um I don't know I think at the time it was probably just like you know you had to grow up much faster than you would have liked to Mm. like I remember always because my mum and dad wouldn't communicate I remember always being the one that would like arrange where we get picked up or like when or like oh well I'm doing this after school my brother's doing this like it was one of those it's like that shouldn't be your responsibility so I think if anything that's something I probably carried on maturity yeah but no I carried on like kind of not resentment about the fact that I had to grow up so quickly Mm. but like I mean I I suppose maybe resentment not towards anyone, mm. but just towards the whole situation. An open resentment of the situation. Yeah. Understandable. Um, yeah, because I just feel like, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's inevitable though, isn't it? Yeah. Like, you know, you've kind of got to just carry that on, but yeah. And also it happened at such a young age. Yeah. So why wouldn't it? Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, it's a difficult one because there's never a good age for parents to get a divorce. Yeah. Like, you know, really, really young is just horrible especially for like the parents themselves like no one would ever wish that upon Mm. anyone but also really really like you know if my parents got divorced now at 21 I think that would be like so bizarre because that's just home Mm. it's kind of it's like so unexpected but you know at the time it was kind of like I don't know it was just one of those things yeah kids are fragile yeah yeah and how did your parents cope mentally with it all um my see this is something I actually I mean I've never really like asked very much Mm. um because I suppose I kind of don't really want to know just because I think it would make me really really sad because I was lucky in that I wasn't exposed to that I know it was obviously like incredibly difficult especially for my mum like she lost a lot of weight and she you know like setting up a home by yourself 
when you've just gone through that like emotional trauma is like unimaginable I don't even like that's it that's what I mean in the sense that I don't really want to know mm. because I mean yeah but like I said she sheltered us from it so well and I suppose that's something I'll probably not be able to thank her enough for mm. but and then with my dad he's always kept his cards very close to his chest <laughs> like he'd probably from my point of view it didn't impact him very much mm. because not that he led the divorce, but I suppose you could say he did. Yeah. Um, but I also think, I mean, it's obviously a generalisation, but it's often viewed that one person comes out well and one person doesn't. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's the case. Like, you know, you married someone, you had kids with someone, like, it's hard for everyone. Mm. But, yeah, I don't really know. I don't know that much about how they dealt with it, but obviously not very well. How would you view your parents' situations with the relationships now? What, with their new partners? <clears throat> yeah, and how they differ. Um, well, I mean, for my mum, I mean, that was a whole thing. Like, I think, to be honest, I actually think, out of the whole thing, my mum meeting and dating new people is probably the hardest thing yeah. to kind of get used to. Um, because, you know, there were times where this man would be in your house and it was just like, what are you doing here? Mm. Like, I don't know you. Um, <coughs> and that was like hard for us. That was hard for my brother, especially. Um, and that would cause like a lot of arguments. Angst. Yeah. Just unpleasant for a long time. Mm. Um, but I mean, you know, that my mum's remarried, an amazing relationship. He's lovely. Treats her like, a princess mm. <laughs> we make fun of him for it but he does it's really sweet um dad you know he met someone quite quickly and they got married like we, we didn't know about it for a couple of years but they got married from what i could see because i wasn't there very much it was absolutely amazing um you know he was looked after he was looking after her some new step siblings, you know, just all good. But I mean, you know, you never really know. <laughs> Not quite so good when you actually know. Actually know. Yeah. What did happen towards the end of, well, recently with your dad? So essentially, I always knew that he drank too much. Mm. Um, I think it was quite a big factor in my parents divorce as well um but since covid i'd say his mental health just you know it went down the drain depleting yeah yeah um depression anxiety the lot like yeah. badly and i think like i said because he keeps his car- his cards very close to his chest and you know he was he played hockey at uni he's like such a a lad's lad like mm-hmm never grew up he it probably took him so much to even admit that he was struggling and as a result his drinking like increased a lot (laughs) um like massively and that essentially tore their marriage apart Mm. um and yeah so over summer yeah i was supposed to be going on holiday with 
my boyfriend, my dad and my stepmom mm. and got a call basically saying that she wasn't going to go anymore because they've been having these issues and she just needs some time apart from him. Um, and that's kind of when I really knew that like it was actually bad. Yeah. And we went on that holiday, got back and he, we managed to get him into a rehab. Um, but when he actually went in, I was away in Greece. So, you know, I was on this random little island in Greece. Dad was going into rehab and the nature of these rehabs is like, I didn't really know, but I guess it's kind of obvious, but they don't let you, like if it's drinking, if it's drugs, if it's anything, they cut it out. Cold turkey, like you're not allowed it. Um, And they, if they feel it's necessary, they give you like drugs to kind of counterbalance the withdrawal symptoms. Mm. Anyway, so the drugs didn't work very well and he had two seizures I think on the first day oh. so basically eight hours after his last drink because he was withdrawing that badly um and so I got a phone call when I was in Greece and that was just horrendous he spent a week in hospital kind of going through the withdrawals like he can't remember a thing you know he was hallucinating like telling us all sorts <laughs> it was it was bad but um yeah so he then went back into the rehab, came out, and I was looking after him because I kind of became his, like, carer um, because his wife didn't feel like she could be there. Like, for herself, I think, she just mentally couldn't handle it. Oh, it was just you. It was just me. <laughs> his daughter. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so, yeah, that weekend, picked him up you know, was staying at his house, he relapsed. Um, and that's, like, obviously hard. And at that point, I was like, well, what do I do now? Am I supposed to take you back to rehab? Like, what do I do? Um, and, yeah, we've kind of been on that journey ever since. Like, he's still drinking, very depressed. He's broken his arm because I, we don't really know what happened, but it seems like he fell down the stairs. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, it's just, it's ongoing. Yeah. Like, you know, you don't really... I was talking to someone else in my family, and I was like, well, I just don't know where to go from here. Because, like, you know, everyone says it with, like, addiction and stuff. You, Like, there's nothing you can do. Which is kind of like, I mean, it's shit. Bleak. <laughs> it's bleak. Yeah. Um, that's kind of the worst part about it, but... Yeah, what was the question? I've gone on such a ramble. No, it's really, yeah. <laughs> just like, how did your parents cope? And obviously, like, with yeah. his drinking. But how does his drinking in general affect you? Um, yeah, it was tough. As a kid, because, you know, I study psychology now, and I'm convinced it's because as a kid I would lie in bed, like, if I was at his house or something... Um, I would lie in bed and I'd be Googling everything about alcohol that you could ever imagine. Like, you know, my dad drinks this many glasses of wine plus this many beers in a day. Like, does that mean he's an alcoholic? Like, finding out anything I could. Um, and so from a young age, I was aware of it. And, like, obviously, you know, they always say Googling stuff is, like, the worst thing you can do. Yeah. It's like, you're going to die. Like, <laughs> you have no chance. Um, 
but you know when he got married and stuff i was kind of like okay he's gonna be taken care of it's fine um but now that it's all kind of gone tits up Mm. it's really tough because it's just you know seeing someone like that completely give up and like no matter what you say no matter how much you break down to them and just be like you can't die like (laughs) it's literally that you literally are crying just saying you can't die like for you for me don't do it and it you know in one ear out the other and it's like how can someone not listen to that Mm. but so it's tough it's like selfish yeah it's a selfish disease like that's exactly what it is and they like my dad has said a hundred times like he like holds that every single day but uh, i mean it's just heartbreaking it's like so sad seeing someone going through it and not being able to do anything yeah but so it's been hard but you know over the summer it was hard because i couldn't get away from it like i find it more difficult when i'm at home compared to at uni because i'm here um but yeah it was just it was a lot it was every like waking hour i was just thinking like like he could be picking up a drink right now and there's nothing i can do to stop it like he was doing it when i was there like i said he relapsed when i was there for the weekend so yeah it's just constant it's tricky what do you think your like long term will look like in relation to your family um i have no idea i literally have no idea Mm. um yeah who knows that's something i i because i was talking to my counselor about that and she was like there's no point even wasting time thinking about like um thinking about sort of you know what's going to happen a month from now a year from now like 10 years from now what's it going to look like because i have no idea um but yeah so I, I don't think, I can't really ask that, but I just hope it's good and yeah. happy. That's all you can really ask for. And you have a boyfriend, don't you? So what's the support network like of your boyfriend's family? Has that changed your perception in any way? Yeah, I mean, honestly, his, I mean, just him anyway. I mean, <laughs> I met him, what, like three years ago now? Because we're in third year of uni. Yeah. Two years. I never really know. Two, we've been together for two years, but... Anyway, and then he probably didn't know what he was getting himself in for. <laughs> but, yeah, he's um, he's amazing. Like, he really just listens and just, you know. So that's, I couldn't ask for more. But um, the support network. I mean, because I've never explicitly spoken to anyone other than, like, my close friends and him about mm-hmm. it. And obviously my family. But um, just having like you know even i don't know the ins and outs of anyone else's family but even just having people that you can like you know just having a family Mm. like you know it's just it's so nice it's like priceless but just those like evenings where you'll be watching tv or like they're all really musical so they'll just play like music and it's just it's so nice but yeah couldn't ask for more yeah it's a lot yeah do you think the divorce has actually changed your perception of relationships in general then? Um, had you asked me two years ago, I would have said yes. Mm. Um, like, I probably would never have seen myself being in a happy marriage that wouldn't end up in divorce. Mm. Um, 
And I think, yeah, I think that's probably the same for a lot of people who have just witnessed that. Like, because your framework of like how you see relationships and like marriage just isn't good. Yeah. Um, and obviously as a kid, you're like just taking in what you see and that's what you see. Um, so I would have said, you know, my idea of relationships isn't good. But I mean, I've just been so lucky because I don't think that anymore. Not that I'm saying like, I'm going to be married forever and all that. But no, like healthy, happy relationships are there. Mm. And like people that will just like, you know, be there for you and stuff. But um, yeah, I was lucky in that sense where Mm. it really did just change my perception. Yeah. I mean, what is a perception of a perfect relationship? Well, yeah. Yeah. You never really know, do you? No, I don't think anybody does in general. No. It's just, yeah, just as long as you're happy and they make you happy, I suppose. For as long as that may be. Yeah. Yeah. You'll never, ever know. (laughs) Either way. Oh, it's lovely. Thank you for that. That was brilliant. And thank you for being so open. It was lovely. I really enjoyed it. And you spoke so clearly. (laughs) Thank you. Okay, well, that was a tiny little mini episode of Dirty Laundry, and I hope you all enjoyed it and had a bit of an insight into other people's lives and not just your own. So thank you, and I'll see you soon. That's been Anastasia at Dirty Laundry.